What's up, everybody? I'm Kyle Hamilton, All-American Safety for University of Notre Dame, and I just want to say thank you for tuning into the Full 10 Yards College Football Podcast. And welcome to another Summer Scouting Series podcast with me, Raj, and I'm joined by the one, the only Andy Moore, our receiving expert here today, because we are going to be talking about wide receivers this episode. So Andy, how are you doing today? Yeah, not too bad, mate. W- wouldn't call myself an expert, mate. I think this is our, our like <laughs> favourite position between us, isn't it? I guess. Like, we're always kind of going back and forward on some guys in the chat. And uh, yeah, it's good, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. Some really interesting guys to, to kind of get through. Um, hopefully a couple of surprises. A couple of the big names I've got written down. I'm sure you've got written down as well, mate. But hoping to bring a couple that, um, that people haven't thought about yet as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's always a a really interesting area because of the last two classes, especially it's been there's been some stellar names. And now everyone's thinking, right, is this class going to be up there with those last two classes? But yeah, just doing some some summer scouting. There's some there's some players that I think we both like. And yeah, it's going to be interesting conversation. That's it, man. First one, I've not had an Alabama wide receiver in the top five for for quite a while. I'll uh, I'll get that out of the way now. I know you're an Alabama guy, so um, don't know whether you've got Mechie in there, but yeah, not in, not in my top five this time around. Well, we shall we shall see if uh, if I have got him in my top five or not. <laughs> the suspense is killing us both, but um, but yeah. So uh, same format as as the previous episodes. We'll go through our top five. And then we'll go who are overhyped guys and who's an under the radar guy that uh, that maybe will burst onto the scene this this uh, this college football season. So, um, Andy, do you want to kick us off? Who's your number five in terms of uh, your fifth best receiver that you scouted this summer? So I've got um, Jakari Robertson, who's the wide receiver for Wake Forest, uh, six foot one, hundred eighty two pounds, and he's a redshirt junior. Um, as we always say, I'm not like a massive comps guy, but at this stage in the year, I've kind of got a couple of comps written down by each each kind of player just to kind of give the listeners an idea. You know, it's always well and good talking through each attribute, isn't it? But if you can kind of picture a guy in the head who they play like, then uh, that that makes sense to me. So I, I've got a comp of Michael Thomas written down uh, for Robertson. Um, very interestingly, he's a kind of like outside receiver in my eyes. He's, he's playing a lot in the slot at the moment, but you know, can, can do outside as well, but also a really high volume outside receiver, which is quite like, you know, quite rare, you, you know, expecting your outside guy to get seven, eight targets a game and come down with five or six of those and make them big plays. But you kind of look at the stat sheet for, for Robertson, 12, 15 catches a game and at his best, and he's getting up, up, you know, above that in targets every week. So, it's really interesting in the kind of the usage he's getting. Um, he can he can get those targets because of the separation he's creating. Really high IQ guy finds gaps in the zone, and I say coming out coming out the slot, he's you know really really good. But his his build really lends himself to the outside role cutting, and then those those slant right slant rights as Michael Thomas has made his own in the uh, in the league. Obviously, um, slant boy, great nickname. <laughs> Wouldn't say it to his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and and Robeson adds a load of yards after the catch as well. That, that's the kind of thing that really stood out to me on tape. Kind of gets gets the ball across the middle and you kind of blink and, he, and he's in the end zone. So some really, really interesting plays to break down. Go and watch his tape against uh, North Carolina last season. That's that's the one to watch. Um, a couple of areas for improvement. As with any guy, um, the, the route running needs to kind of be stepped up a bit for me. Lots of kind of lumbering routes where he gets into his into stride and then kind of slowly moves out towards the sideline or cuts in from the sideline. You know, he's going to make, have to make that a bit more explosive if he's going to go a bit higher up the board. I've got like a top of the third round grade at him on at the moment. Um, just needs to add that bit more burst. And I think we'll be looking at a lot higher there. But yeah, he's got all the intangibles you're kind of looking for um, this level, the, the height, the kind of um, the, the football IQ and all stuff all goes together to make Robertson a really good prospect and one that I don't think many people are talking about at the moment. No, uh, I haven't. I haven't sort of... He didn't really pop, pop on my radar, but that the comp with Michael Thomas, would you say his hands are comparable to Michael Thomas as well in terms of 
we, we see him with Michael Thomas. He just he just doesn't drop any catches. He just his hands are solid. Uh, would you say would you say the same about Robertson? Yeah, I think so. Um, th- that's the kind of benefit of him playing in the slot. Really, is he gets a lot of like high um, high velocity passes coming into him, and he's holding on really well in traffic over the middle as well. So yeah, that really good chat actually, and good thing to pick up on. So so yeah, um, you don't see a lot of drops. You know, it's it's that kind of ACC conference where every game is quite challenging, even though the kind of talent level you're playing against isn't always NFL calibre, but they're always above average. You're always getting your kind of three, four-star cornerbacks and, and, and linebackers covering him. So he needs to have those good hands. It's not kind of getting loads of catches in miles of space. So, so yeah, um, quite impressed with that as well. And it's going to really benefit this year from the fact that his, um, his colleague on that Wake Forest offence, Donovan Green's out for the season. That's a guy that I've got nearly as high as Robertson himself. So I think um, he's going to benefit from kind of, in the terms of a scouting perspective, he's going to benefit from going up against the number one corner each week. You're going to see him like, take that on. If he can beat those guys, if he can be consistent, then he's only going to amp himself up the board. And yeah, re- really, really like like him, really um, expecting big things this year. Nice, nice. Well, keep an eye out for him for sure. And I'll, I'll move on to my number five. And it's a guy we haven't seen for a couple of years. And... If he was still, if he played the last couple of years, he could easily be number one. And the unknown is his injury, and it's Justin Ross. Now, if you take the 2018 and 2019 tape, if you took that two-year segment and compare it to anyone else within this class, it is the best tape. It is the best tape you'll watch. He was in a Clemson offense with T. Higgins. We've seen what T. Higgins has done in the NFL, but at six four and two oh five, he is the archetypal mould you want to build in the wide receiver. Plays on the outside, great hands, good speed, catches at the high point. And his his production in his first two years was just outstanding. In his true freshman season, he had 1,000 yards. And over the two years, it was 112 receptions and over 1,800 yards and 17 touchdowns. Uh, He was the number one recruit coming. uh, He's from Alabama, so it's surprised that he didn't go to Alabama and Clemson managed to snag him. But... The, the, the big shame for him is the injury and, and the, the spinal injury. Now, that's going to be such a big injury to come back from. And we're going to see this year how it pans out because by the sounds of what's coming out of the Clemson camp, he's going to be in the slot. And I actually think that's a really, really good um, position for him to be in because I think he's proven on the boundary. But in the slot with a with a new quarterback at the helm at, at, uh, at Clemson, Nudangalele, I think that's just going to help him so much. And if he's got still got that juice... He's, he's, he's obviously got the size where he's, he's six foot four. He's going to be really difficult to cover in the slot. He could be sort of rocketing back up the draft boards. If if the injury is something that is, is sort of is still lingering, then he'll, he'll be a red flag and be on many, many teams' draft boards. But if he can stay fit, a full production, uh, a full season's worth of production, he could easily be the number one wide receiver off the board um, because he... He has got everything as a receiver. And I, I, I hope and I pray that we get a full season out of him because his true freshman season, especially just bursting on the scene, was absolutely outstanding. And um, we've missed him and we, we want to see more because he, he, he is that sort of the shining star, the, the name in lights where last year we had obviously the Alabama guys um, and the year before we had the Alabama guys and C.D. Lamb like he could be the star name coming out of this year's class. Yeah, I mean, you've already seen a load of people uh, mock him in the first round. I, everyone's kind of hedging their bets and, oh, you know, look, I, I had him mocked here already, that kind of thing that you always see a year in advance. And, and it's so easy to see why. Um, I, uh, yeah, he's a really good player. I haven't got him in my top five, but only because of the injury things, mate, to be honest. I've just got like, that, that whacking great question mark next to it. Um, for me, the kind of, test will be that first big hit he takes like you know as you say if he's transitioning into the slot he's going to get hit by a linebacker or something like that you know in these first few weeks um i just want to make sure he gets up quickly um gets back on with it you know he can withstand that obviously the, the kind of injury he's had is is very like worrying like if me or you had it we'd be kind of like probably <laughs> avoiding sport for a while afterwards wouldn't we but um obviously that that's these guys are just um you know complete troopers when it comes to that sort of stuff so I, i'm yeah i'm really looking forward to watching him i'm not looking forward to watching him against my fsu because it's just they're going to be a 
bit of a bit of a show, I think, and I'm quite glad he's put him in the in the slot because we've got a couple of inexperienced corners starting for FSU, so he would burn them quite happily. So mm. um, I'm sure that's something that they'll bear in mind as they come to the game. But mate, loads of like really, really, really high ceiling. Um, just need to establish where that floor is with the injury, don't we? Exactly, and I, I, he could be one of the biggest storylines of, of the close season where if. Ulangalele and and Justin Ross have that chemistry, then there's no reason why them two together can't take Pencils to the National Championship because he is he is he's got that star quality. And I'm sure a lot of fans will be sort of really pushing for him and, and being on his side to make sure that, like you said, when he takes that first hit, because his his injury, his spinal injury, was a result of new just continual impact. And you just hope that, like you said, the big hits against the linebackers or or safeties, the big safeties, then yeah, just fingers crossed that we, we can we can see him healthy because he's special, really special. Yeah, that's it. One one of the best in the uh, one of the best in the ACC, if not the best in the ACC, isn't he really? So definitely. Yeah. Who's your number four? I've got Chris Alave next. Um six one, 189 pounds. Everyone knows him out of Ohio State, um a senior this year, which is an interesting one because I think the two of us probably thought he could have come out and been drafted quite high. Um, in this year's draft so really interesting decision to go back and obviously kind of backs himself to separate from the class and maybe be that first guy off the board and and, and get his uh, get his big payday um I said about comps I'm gonna I've, I've stuck a Deshaun Jackson um by his name here but that's purely based on the speed and the ability to take the top of the defense uh, that for me is the is the defining sort of uh, attribute that he's got. It's by no means the only kind of top level attribute he's got. But when you watch him against any cornerback uh, in that conference, or even against some of the better ones that we've seen um, in the SEC in that in those uh, playoff games, he just takes the top off the defense so well, kind of completely you know can bamboozle the cornerback of his kind of footwork and his speed just. In really impressive stuff, it tracks the ball well over his over his shoulder. You kind of see those highlight reel touchdown grabs where you know the ball bursts over their shoulder just as they're entering the end zone and they've got their hands out. It just comes in like a bucket and, and he, he takes it in. Really safe hands as well. Um, obviously, the speed leads to separation, um, but also uh, in part, he's just really fluid in his route running, kind of really soft cornering, really kind of electric out of his bursts. Um, and I just you know, he's one of those guys that you watch and you just know that he's going to be a really good player in the NFL. You know, he might not be a wide receiver one um, for a little bit because of that kind of nature of the, they like the kind of big body guys to be the, the, the out and out wide receiver ones, but he's going to be such a matchup nightmare as a wide receiver two at the very least. Um, he's also really versatile, which I've got written down against quite a few of these guys in this top five list, can play in the slot plays out wide, brought in motion, anything you want um, that, that Chris Alave will do. Only kind of improvement stuff I've got that by him, contested catches, um, obviously that sort of, everyone's got this note against Chris Alave or a, any of these speed guys really, because once you come up against a bigger corner, it's going to be a struggle to, to, to come down with the ball. But he does it his fair share of times, it's just not that consistent. Um, also the kind of lack of physicality um, doesn't, like jostle too well with his man if, if somebody does match him for speed off the line and obviously not great in the uh, pass blocking, sorry, in the run blocking department as well. But, you know, you can give people a miss when they've got that kind of electric playmaking ability, can't you? Yeah, exactly. Well, I've got a lot at number two, um, so a little bit bumped up. But yeah, a lot of what you said, I what what's really stands out on film, he's so fluid in and out of his routes. Like he's got really fluid hips and, and he's just so smooth in, in his breaks. It's just it's just effortless from him. Um and he's got really good hands and he's got a developed uh, route tree as well. Like we we know who the Ohio State uh, wide receiver coach is off one of our favorites, Brian Hartline. Um and obviously there's a there's another wide receiver uh, Ohio State, which we may or may not mention in this conversation. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was surprised he didn't come out last year. But and I think he would probably been around the Russell Bateman kind of level back end yeah. of the first, and I think he's he's hedged his bets to think right he's going to be wide receiver one this year. Um, but like you say, I think the way he can improve is is he's a body catcher, and I would like him to go and if he's going to play on the boundary, I would like him to, to see more contested catches and catch the ball at a high point because that would just 
add another facet to his game, which would make him a true number one wide receiver. It's interesting you've got Deshaun Jackson as your comp, because I've got actually Calvin Ridley as my comp, where he's a wide receiver too, like you say, and then he could transition like what Calvin Ridley is going to do for the Falcons as a wide receiver one with a few years of experience. Um, but yeah, I've got him as number two, really like him. Um, and if he stays injury-free, then um, yeah, he'll be in the conversation for the Blitnikoff Award this year, no doubt. Um, so, Mate, he's a guy that I really wanted on the Dolphins this offseason. Just like the, if we hadn't taken, obviously, we took Jalen Waddle, who's equally as quick and equally as dangerous. But Chris Olave is the one guy that I thought would, um, if we took him with our second first round pick, he would have complemented the kind of guys that we've got really well. So, yeah, that, that I can't say higher than that of him. I, I wanted him on my NFL team. Yeah, the, well, against Clemson, he was just absolutely outstanding, where he, he absolutely burned uh, Deron Kendricks for that. It was a 60 yard touchdown and it was just it was just so smooth and effortless and the body control then turned back and and and, and grabbed the ball in the end zone was it was just it was just it was poetry in motion is is what is what you teach wide receivers to do and obviously he's got a great teacher Brian Hartline so um what can you expect so um yeah I've got him as my number two you've got his number four but yeah don't be surprised if he's the first wide receiver off the board next year yeah, that is it, mate. Um, yeah. on, on to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. So my number my number four. So my number four is uh, Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Now, if you get the chance, just go and see that highlight reel catch against Ohio State. That is absolutely ridiculous. Um, five eleven, uh, hundred and eighty odd pounds. So you would think with that size, with that size and height, you would think he's primarily a slot, but he's actually the, the boundary wide receiver where he's his his ability to catch the ball at the high point and his athleticism for the to act to moss corners is uh, it's incredible like he's got so much athleticism and his hands are so so good like he's he's really good at contested catches he, he he usually comes down with the ball at the high point and and again like I said against the higher state he had Sean Wade dropping down that draft board last year. Like, every single time it was against him, it was just like, oh, dear, Sean Wade, like, please, just go back to safety or go back to nickel <laughs> corner because on the boundary, Dotson is absolutely smoking you. Um, he has speed as well. Uh, so after the catchability, he's, he's really quick. I think he was a, uh, a track relay star back in high school. So that's where that natural speed comes from. Uh, and just a bit of development in this game that what I would like to see, I wanted to use that speed to create a bit more separation. Because um, that would make him even more explosive, um, especially on the vertical routes. But I've seen I've seen a couple of articles and, and done a bit of reading about him in terms of uh, well, some most most uh, analysts are projecting him in the slot, but I actually can see him on the outside as primarily an outside receiver. My comp for him is Brandon Cooks. I think same size, Brandon Cooks like five ten, same same weight. And that's why I just wanted to see the separation because if he can, if he's got that speed and he can separate from the sort of the top corners in the NFL, then he can carve out the sort of career that Brandon Cooks has multiple thousand yard seasons. He's got great hands like Cooks and obviously Cooks has the concussions, but that's the kind of receiver we're talking about here. He makes highlight plays and yeah, just that Ohio State catch last year was the best catch throughout college football last year. It was incredible, absolutely. Because his body momentum's going forward, but the ball's behind him and he catches the ball sort of, uh, yeah, it's behind his behind his right shoulder and it's absolutely, with one hand, and it's absolutely incredible. So definitely urge listeners to go and watch that again if you haven't seen it. But yeah, love the guy. And I think he's got a lot going for him, probably a second rounder, but if he has another great season, he'd definitely be a latter first guy. Nice, yeah. I won't spoil it, but I've either got him as my underrated or overrated receiver in a bit, and uh, there you go. I'll, I'll leave that hanging for now. Oh. Um, but I, I do like him. Um, I think he's really good. And to be honest, like the, the overrated guys, and, and like I'm going to speak about um, when we do our tight end pod and this week, and on this week, it, they're both like great players. But there's a couple of like things which which I'll which I'll pick out on that. But yeah, Dotson's um, for me another one that could have come out last year. Um, like Alave probably made the right decision in, in hindsight. Um, it just all depends on Sean Clifford getting going as to whether he jumps up the board for me. I think we know what Jahan Dotson is as a player. Um, if he goes off and has a huge season with uh, Clifford behind centre, then the sky's the limit. But if we continue to see kind of Clifford struggle, throwing a lot of interceptions, not doing his receivers any favours, you know, is that going to limit his draft stock? Probably not a whole lot, but it might stop the kind of upward surge happening. So, yeah, um, 
great, great, great player. And this year, Penn State have got Parker Washington in the slot as well. Obviously, saw flashes of him on highlights out next year, but he should be a really nice compliment. And that's the reason Dalton's not playing in the slot is because Washington's absolutely fantastic for Penn State. So mm. watch them both. Go and watch the, some some Penn State tape. Awesome, awesome. Who's number three? Um, so I've got like I've got two players with like a three and two players with. A, two question marks or so either order here i'm going to go with drake london first um who's our big usc guy i'm not sure whether you're gonna have him in your top five but i know that you're a big fan as well um gets that mike evans comp his own coach has given him the mike evans comp so that made that bit really easy um when you've got a guy that's like six foot five playing receiver you kind of wonder is he going to become a tight end at one point but i don't think that's the case with london he's very athletic kind of got that basketball background as well. So, you know, those multi-sport stars are always like really interesting prospects to look at. High points the ball like no one else in this class. Really good vertical leap as well. You're looking at like catching the ball eight, eight foot off the floor, eight, you know, eight, nine foot off the floor if, if you kind of combine his height with his with his um, reach and leap. Um, he's going to dominate any any corner, especially the fact that he's play, been playing the slot a lot for USC means that any kind of slot corner or safety that tries to cover him just isn't doing that. And that's what's led to him putting up big numbers in 2020. Very physical receiver, brushes off the tackles when he's got the ball in his hand, leans into coverage and kind of shrugs them off to create separation as well. Very clever player like that. And he also blocks really well, which, like I said earlier, isn't a massive thing for me as a receiver. But if you can do it, it goes in the tick column and kind of adds to your tape, doesn't it? Um, not a bad route, uh, route runner for the guy of his size. Can create separation with his footwork, but don't ask him to create separation down the field, really, with, with, with that kind of route running ability. It's more kind of contested catch, make the big kind of over over your head sort of guy. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, his, that's, that's probably a strength in the short game, but long term it could become be, be a problem in the NFL. Um, other stuff for me, improvement-wise, uh, needs a year on the outside for, for USC. Hopefully he gets it this year. A lot like Alan Ross and Brown that we talked about loading our scouting pods uh, last year. Slot receiver gets a lot of looks, but for some reason there's quite a lot of snobbery about playing slot receiver in college um, at the kind of scouting level. So he needs to go and put his tape out there on the outside and... Like I just said, I've got a bit of a worry that the NFL could see him as a bit of a one-trick pony. He's just one of these tall guys that goes up and gets the gets the ball. I can go one of two ways, really. You can be labelled a bit like TJ Vasher was last year. Who's, I don't think it's going to make it on the NFL roster long-term. Um, London's 10 times better than TJ Vasher anyway, but you either get kind of, oh, he's tall and he can catch the ball above people's heads, great. Or you go the Mike Evans route where you've got the kind of all the skill set to go and... Uh, you know, catch those fade routes, be the number one guy on the team. And I think London's projecting that way. I just need to see a bit more from this season. Yeah, so, com- completely agree with what you say. I haven't got him in my top five because I need to see more as an ex-receiver. Uh, he he was a slot and his yards after the catch ability was unbelievable. There's a game against UCLA where I think he's dragging like four or five defenders and they're trying to tackle him, what, 10 yards out and he just bosses his way through and gets a touchdown. It's incredible power. And uh, like you said, he's great at catching at the high point I just need to see it as an ex-receiver like if you're going to compare him to Mike Evans you have to be be playing against the best corners on the outside I think with his size he's he's bullying the smaller slot corners but I need to see it and he, he was he's Keaton Slovis' safety blanket like if in doubt Slovis would just lob it up to Drake London to make the play um, but I, I want to see some more sort of receiver nuances with footwork ability to beat press man coverage like on at the line I just I, I need to see more before I'm convinced uh, the, the tools are there like you said we like dual sports ability and so he's got that basketball background but yeah this year is crucial for him if he can prove it on, on as an ex-receiver then yeah he's going to be flying up those draft boards uh, but obviously you don't want him to be someone like a Kelvin Benjamin or, or, or is it Devin Funches as well big tall yeah. receivers and but their height was didn't mean much because they don't know the nuances of being a, a wide receiver. And that's what he's got to learn this year before he can actually be in the conversation to be one of the top receivers. Yeah, I can I can take all those points for fair enough. But I think the for me, the kind of project is obviously a projected kind of top three sort of guy. Um, but I think if all the if all the tools add up and they, they stick him out on the outside and don't get put off by like some 
early kind of jitters in the start of the season, just keep him out there and don't kind of move him back to the slot and make him that slow vis for seat and comfort blanket, as you were saying, then he's going to learn a lot this year. He needs to learn it before he goes into the league. Otherwise, that's going to set him back a bit. But I think he's got everything, you know, in terms of the, just the physical dominance to, to go out and be a really, really, really top guy in the NFL as well. So, yeah, yeah. I'm keeping an eye on him. And hopefully he does grow a lot, we've, we've both alluded to. Yeah, exactly. Um, right, my number three is David Bell from Purdue. Now, I, I just think, well, he's the best blocking receiver in this class. And all you need to do is, <laughs> is watch a tape from last year, Wondell Moore and all his jet sweeps and motions and all, all, all those plays. A lot of those plays, David Bell is, is blocking for him. And uh, is it against Minnesota where he's actually just blocking the corner to the back of the end zone and Wondell Moore's just walking it in. Um, but don't let that put you off how skilled he is as a receiver. I actually think he's probably the most well-rounded receiver out of all the receivers out of all the receivers in this class. And instantly what shoots out on the film is he's like Alan Robinson. He's he's only six foot one, just shy of one ninety, but he's got his body control is absolutely phenomenal. His hands are phenomenal. He's got he's got better than average speed um, and his yards after catchability. He's got uh, really good yards after catchability. He's, he's really tough um, when it comes to sort of gaining those extra yards. Obviously that Purdue offense, it, it doesn't help him because the quarterback play isn't great. And the way they were using that offense to try and just, it was basically Rondell Moore and, and try and get him in as much space as possible. So I hope they really put an emphasis on making him the number one receiver, but some of his catches where his body control on, on the boundary is just so, so good. Um, that's why I like him. I think he's just really consistent. Alan Robertson comp, you know what you're going to get. Um, he's just, yeah, really, really like him. And he's going to go under the radar because he plays with Purdue. But don't be surprised if he's getting buzz come next March. Yeah, I've got him as number six on my list. So I didn't mention today, but yeah, completely agree. Um, one of those guys that, you kind of don't, well, I don't know about you, but I kind of get some people that I don't want to like because I, I like to kind of be a bit of a snob and like like the big school guys and like the ACC guys. And so I was kind of like, oh, I'll get around to watching them at some point. But when I did, you can see everything that you're talking about. He's a great, great player. Um, that body control is absolutely fantastic. And the physicality, man, everyone, I mean, I'm just a big physicality guy when it comes to winning the ball at the, at the contested catch point. And that's what I like from his tape as well. It's really kind of smooth there. Like you say, blocking ability, absolutely excellent as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, can't disagree. It's weird, isn't it? Because I think we're going to have the same sort of, if we did a top 10, we'd all have, we'd have probably like 10 of the same guys, give or take a couple and just be reordering. So, yeah, uh, Bell's definitely up there for me and could have easily snuck in, in front of Robertson as, as number five. But I just wanted to include Robertson because just a big fan. So, yeah, all good, <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, just, just a couple of things on Bell. I would, in terms of his de- development, I would like to see some more snap in his route running just to, just to really just get, get that separation. Um, and then he's got the speed as well. So on the vertical routes, I would like to see a bit more separation. Uh, obviously he has tape where he he's able to catch the ball at the highest point, but I just think if he could just separate that a little bit more and, and use that speed, I think those are the two areas that I would say which would improve his game and, and, and sort of elevate him into the top tier of wide receivers. Yeah, and he definitely did well to kind of fill uh, Rondell Moore's shoes when obviously Moore's been injured for ages at times, doesn't he? So, uh, yeah, very reliable for, for, for that Purdue offence. Shall I move on to number two, mate? You go for your number two because I've already said my number two. So um, I'm eager to hear who you got. Right, I've got my my favourite player so far that I've scouted in this, in this, for this draft. And it's probably way over like what some people have him rated, but... I've got Zay Flowers in here, um, 5'10", 177 pounds, junior. Comparison, this is why I like him so much, comp is Jarvis Landry, um, which is just the, that's my all-time kind of favourite Miami Dolphin. Um, so there you go. Really versatile. Um, that kind of guy where you expect him to have a play or two off because he's been used so much in that Boston College offence. But he'll pop up out the slot, pick the ball up and just start taking it to the house. No problem at all. Watches the ball over his shoulder fantastically well. That kind of catchability is incredibly good. Um, a few sort of concentration drop, drops, which I'll get in now, but 
you know, his overall ability to bring the ball down in any kind of direction over his shoulder, however you want to get it, is fantastic. Probably one of the best route runners in this class as well. I think my number one guy is uh, slightly better, but can alter the bo- his body and stop on a dime in, and move out in any direction fantastically well. Gets off the line with a load of bursts, quick footwork. He's got it all, really. I, I really don't know how he ended up at Boston College and wasn't recruited by some of the bigger guys. And he's really, really benefiting from Phil Djokovic's um, quarterback play, which for a while, um, you know, the quarterback play was going to hinder Flowers in terms of draft stock. Uh, improvement is just, for me, physicality, which we've said with a couple of these guys, just st- stop getting knocked off off his route, um, which occasionally, you know, if someone kind of lobbies him at the, uh, at the line of scrimmage, he can do. Not too bothered about that. I think he's a perfect guy. Like I say, like Landry, get 10, 15 catches a game and kind of move the chains. Say Flowers is your guy. That is very, very interesting because <laughs> I have got him as my overhyped guy. Now, the reason being is that it's those drops, those hands. I, I watched Notre Dame game. I watched North Carolina game. And especially against Notre Dame, there's some simple, simple drops that I don't know whether they're concentration drop, drops or whether he just has doesn't have good hands. Um, and also as well, his ball security is something that I would also be concerned about. There's no doubting in, in, in open space, he is electrifying. And if you put if you put like a highlight reel, if you watch YouTube and just watch his highlight reel of all of his plays against Duke, for example, last year, whereby He's just weaving in and out and, and just making defenders miss left, right and centre. And that ability, once he's got the space, is absolutely phenomenal. But his hands really worry me. And his, his stature as well, he's only 177 pounds and he's not, he's not thick. Now, we, ha- we were all talking about Devontae Smith last year and especially his legs. But Zay Flowers has got very skinny legs as well. And it's one of those things whereby... Does he need to put on a bit of weight to be tougher in the slot? Because that's one of the, one of the things that maybe that's a one reason why he does drop more than I than I expect because he's not as tough and he, he expects the contact before before he he, he brings the ball in, um, and that's why I'm I'm just yeah he needs that side of his game he really needs to improve for me. Um, it's interesting you say Jarvis Landry because Jarvis Landry's got absolutely superb hands. Uh, but for me, just watching the tape, especially the Notre Dame tape, obviously there was a fantastic touchdown uh, at the start of the game where this body control was absolutely phenomenal. But there was no, there was no second, there was no secondary around him. It was in open space. But then throughout that game, when he was put under pressure, there were some really basic drops that would that would really concern me in the NFL. No, fair enough, man. I'll, I'll take that. I just think the all-round package for me, the kind of uh, skill set, is just project to be so useful in the league it's he's not he's one of these guys that I just think has got the ability to kind of slot in anywhere he's going to be that versatility really really helps for, for me as well and the route running I, I mean I get what you're saying on the drop so I completely he needs this year if he comes out and makes the same sort of basic mistakes I'll move him down the board no doubt about it I think this year's a big year for him um I think Boston College have got some of the biggest teams in the ACC and they've got them all in one chunk. I think they've they played Miami, UNC and Clemson in a row, which is, is, a, is a worry. But if you can come out of those three games with 350, 400 yards and consistently making big time catches, I will, you know, continue to rave and, and, and make him like, you know, top, top two player for sure. In top, sorry, top two receiver for sure for me. Um, but yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. I'm going, to, I'm going to stand by my guy, though, and I'm going to say that he's going to be an absolutely fantastic NFL player. <laughs> it's a game of opinions. That's why we love it, right? But he, and the thing is, all, all the Ducks are in line. He's, he's got his quarterback returning, the offensive line are returning, um, and that should, that should, if he's able to improve on his on his concentration, his drops, yeah, I, 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 will, I will change my mind, but that is the biggest question mark for me, and that's why he's overhyped. So, uh, so yeah, interesting debate there. But yeah, everyone knows about my number two. That's Chris Olave. So I will start with my number one. It's going to be raving. the same guy. <laughs> I've been raving about this guy since last year. Absolutely love him. Like he's an absolute monster. Um, I just can't wait to see more, more of him this year in the SEC. Traylon Burks. Now he is the best slot receiver in this class. Now for a six foot three. 232 pound guy 
in the slot, he's an absolute monster. And that's partly due to his hands. He has, I think, five XL gloves. Special, special mitts were needed for, for his hands. And that shows on tape. He's just, he just doesn't drop the ball. The ball just is glued to his hands. And Arkansas have used him really creatively, whereby they've put him in motion, jet sweeps as an X receiver in the slot. The, the only thing that I would say is I want him to develop more as an X receiver, and especially in that conference with the top corners that are there in terms of Stingley um, and the other corners at Alabama and um, Elam at, at Florida as well. Like I re- That's where I want to see him tested. But with this huge frame and huge body, obviously the, the easy comparison to make is DK Metcalf. Um, just with that size and, 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 and height, he's maybe not as quick as Metcalf, but he's still serious. He's got wheels and he can take the top off a of defense. He's got yard after catchability. I absolutely love him. I think he's an absolute star in the making. And um, obviously, Felipe Franks was his quarterback last year and they had a good connection. But I just, I just want to, in that, in that conference, he is the best receiver in that conference. And for me, he's the best receiver coming out next year. He's just, I, lo- I love watching him. Absolutely love it. He is, he is my, one of my draft crushes for this year. And obviously he's going to be a first round talent barring any obviously injuries or anything, but phenomenal. Those, those hands, those absolute mitts are just uh, crazy, crazy big hands. So, um, and it's, it's, you can see it on tape. Some of his catch is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I think we, you convinced Kieran to include him in his uh, pre-season AC, uh, SEC um, All-American team, didn't you? Because yeah. Kieran didn't have him in there. Um, I'll be honest, mate, he's not my number one, but we'll come on to that in a minute. I, I think Burks is probably the best uh, receiver in this class at the catch point. In my, in my top 10, I've got him as number seven, but that was only because he's a slot guy and uh, like I... I mean, like I'm not, I'm not gonna like dig anything you said because I completely agree, and, and you won't find a bigger Arkansas guy uh, on for our podcast. Not when, when we do our SEC preview, I'm gonna hype him there as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just love outside receivers rather than the guys that are featuring the slot mainly. Um, but you know, that's not a uh, not a knocking at all. Really, really versatile sort of the way they kind of hand him the ball sometimes, and and all just get him to kind of swing left and the whole offence kind of signals right and leave him on his own out there and he still gets the ball 15, 20 yards down the field should say everything about his ability after the catch as well. So incredibly explosive guy. I can see why you're a massive fan. And I think, mate, that, yeah, he could well be the first one off the uh, off the board. Hopefully he gets some, some snaps outside and I will happily move him into my top three um, if he does that. It's about time we have a receiver that's got the, the, the measurables that are required for a receiver with obviously last two years we've got six foot guys five foot 11 guys come on we need a we need a, a prototypical six foot three 215 plus guy to take take the top spot this year and i'm going to give you a guy who is six foot to uh, to be my number one so far and that is uh, garrett wilson who's the other ohio state guy um my pro comp at the moment is a guy that's not played a snap in the pros yet but it's jamar chase um i think Wilson's incredibly quick off the line, very explosive, um, sort of beats players within a couple of steps, which I really, really like in an outside receiver. His um, right run is fantastic as well, probably the best right runner in the class for me so far, um, creates tons of separation. Obviously, the, the competition isn't always the best um, and kind of would differ a lot in the NFL, but he kind of makes it look ridiculously easy. And I think he's going to be one of those guys which... It's just going to have one of those years where you can't get volume out of Heisman kind of trophy running here. I think he's going to connect really well with whoever's quarterbacking. Obviously, probably be CJ uh, Sneed back there, but I think um, he's just going to, you know, if he can continue on the upward trajectories on, he's going to be an absolutely next level receiver at the, at the NFL level. Incredible body control, vertical reach is great, and sideline awareness. So that combination for me is deadly on the outside. So I really, really like Wilson on that. And then when the ball's in his hands as well, uh, what more can you ask for in terms of that that speed and just kind of you know slipping out of tackles? Anything you want, he's going to add yards after the catch as well. Like I said with Flowers, the improvement for me is physicality. That's that, that comes with the size, but is a bit um, a bit better build than than Flowers in the fact that he's 193 pounds. Um, he can get knocked off route, but not very often. And so I'm, again, I'm discounting that. Um, 
and and as we've said throughout this, blocking doesn't care. I don't care about blocking, but he's not effective in blocking. He's willing, but not effective. So that's the only other knock I've got. Garrett Wilson's my top guy this year so far. So one of the things that I was hoping for is Chris Olave would come out last year and put Garrett Wilson as wide receiver one. And that's why I can't have him in my top five because he, I still think he's maybe hidden behind the Larve as, as a wide receiver too. No doubting what you said in terms of his ability, in terms of his athleticism. Uh, he's a five-star recruit as well. So like he's got all the tools, he's got all the measurables. But I just wanted to see, I want, I want to see the best corner against him. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and that would be my only knock on why why I don't have him in my top five. Um, but again, he could sway my mind in terms of a lot of us have our highest status of our top two uh, ranking teams in, in our top 25. And yeah, he's got the measurables. He's got the prototypical size, speed, weight. And uh, for me, yeah, if, if he was wide receiver one, he would be in my top five. But... I'm, I'm hopeful that he kind of takes that wide receiver one job just because of the kind of reset quarterback. Obviously, the, the kind of, you know, it's all about connection with the quarterback and obviously Alave was great with um, with Field. So I'm hoping Wilson's got the got the uh, kind of edge on him with the new guy. The, the, the match I'm incredibly looking forward to is, I think, week two, Ohio State. And I think actually Oregon travelled to Ohio State and that Oregon defense is so kind of good. Um, obviously, it, you know everything really. It's sort of the best defense in the Pac-12. So that that kind of matchup, he's going to get there with either their cornerback one or two. If he kind of comes out in prime time, I think we're going to see the Wilson train really take off, um, and he's going to be right up there. Like I say, I'm not discounting the kind of Heisman kind of odds for him there. Don't know what they are. I haven't got them in front of me, but I think for me, I'd stick a tenner on that and, and let it run. It's interesting that you compass Jamar Chase because I think Kieran's going to be listening. At the, how dare <laughs> how dare someone comp the greatest receiver ever to play college football? But I'm sure that will be a debate come March when we do our draft <laughs> podcast that uh, that you can raise back then. But um, you know, you said earlier about Jahad uh, Jahad Dots. Yeah, is he your overhyped guy? He is, but yeah. only be- only because of the um, the size and playing outside. Which I just I'm just not a fan of. I just don't think it would transition that well to the league. Obviously, I think you've said that like most most people have got him projecting to come inside. If he does, I think that's great. Um, I also think that aside from Washington, who was a freshman last year, he's the only like good uh, wide receiver that Penn State have got, and, and thus he's kind of sucked up all the targets um, and is one of the, and like I said, I don't rate Sean Clifford as a quarterback and I think as soon as Sean Clifford gets in trouble, he throws it to Johan Dotson and that's kind of like boosted his numbers and that's never a bad thing. Like my, my point here just being that he sticks out on a, on a fairly average Penn State team um, but I don't know if you put him alongside like a Larve and Wilson whether he'd stand out a lot. That's my That's my one kind of concern there that's again not to say he's a bad player like obviously if anyone's listening and they're a Penn State fan I'm not I'm not dishing your guy just saying I don't think he's he's kind of first round material for me at this point whereas I think all of the other ones I mentioned tonight if they have a very very good season the you know at least the, the top of the second if not bottom of the first well we disagree on on uh, <laughs> Dotson and we disagree on Flowers so there you go. I'm sure it's going to be an in-running debate in our chat on on uh, who was right and who was wrong, and then um, you're 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 probably going to write the wide receiver uh, section on the scouting guides. So uh, um, let, let's break yeah. it up, man. Yeah, yeah. Who's your <laughs> underrated? Uh, who's your uh, underrated guy, by the way? Oh, so my underrated guy. I've got two. One one guy I've continued mentioning in the group, Ty Fivehogel, uh from yep. Indiana. I, in, Indiana, a fun team to watch. It, if only Michael Penix Jr. could stay fit, because. He is a fun quarterback and he gives it some real zip and obviously he's a lefty, so we've got a pension for a sort of uh, lefties sort of looking good. Um, 6-2, And the tape you need to watch is the higher state tape. Now, we've mentioned earlier with Jahan Dotson that he ruined Sean Wade, but if you want a proper ruining of Sean Wade, <laughs> just watch Indiana versus Ohio State last year. He had kittens against Ty Freifogel. Now, Freifogel isn't a... He's not very good at separation. Um, he, he's not got electric pace. He's 
average athleticism, but as a contested catch possession receiver, he is one of the best in his class. But that's what he's good at. So Penix Jr. would just keep sort of targeting him, lobbing up to him. And he uses his body so well to, to, to be that contested catch force. And he uses his hands really well. So where he creates separation is, is that is the hand fighting against the corners. Um, and then just all he needs is that half a yard. And then he has such good hands that he's able to bring the ball in. But I, I employ you to just watch that tape against Ohio State last year. Seven, seven receptions, 218 yards, two touchdowns. And yeah, Sean Wade is still having nightmares over that. So that's why he's under underrated. But I'm looking forward to seeing if Michael Penix Jr. has a full season and is healthy. Don't be surprised if there's a, a big stat line next to Ty Freifogel's name this upcoming season. Right, it's a guy that I haven't really watched much of yet. It's on my kind of watch list. I haven't got around to it. So I'll take your advice and go and watch that Ohio State tape. But yeah, he's a kind of one of those guys that's, you know, if you're playing college fantasy football or anything like that, it's just coming up. His name's coming up repeatedly as the kind of guy to go and get early. It gets high volume of targets and puts up a lot of stats. So yeah, definitely interested to watch him. Um, my underrated guy, I've stuck in the ACC because that's where I thrive and I've gone for Trey Turner uh, from Virginia Tech, who's 6'1", 180 pounds, um, very much a yard after the catch threat, elusive, great acceleration, great body control, tracks the ball well. And first time I've said this tonight, first time I've said this tonight, very good on special teams, um, both fielding punts and, and kickoffs, but also... Uh, interestingly, they used him as a gunner as well, and that speed is evident there. And the kind of the fact that he combines the six foot one frame with the kind of speed, he tackles fantastically well. And I've seen him actually come off the edge and and covering punts as well, and and, and rush the and rush the the, the the punter. So, kind of really versatile all round guy. I don't think he's going to get um, much hype. I can see him being like a fifth to seventh round sort of uh, flyer, and that's mainly again sort of. Like ball security is a little bit of it, um, but also the fact that he's kind of mainly used in the slot, not outside guy. Contested catch, I've, I've tried everywhere to find some contested catches. I'm not finding any that he really wins. So it's kind of a, he's improved that this year. And, and in, in Braxton Burmeister, he's got a very good quarterback to kind of try and do that with. If he can kind of transition that game to the outside, then Trey Turner at Virginia Tech is another guy that could rise up the draft boards. Well, like like me for Fry Fogel, I haven't watched much of Trey Turner, so I will be after after this podcast, I'll be looking a bit more at him and uh, seeing if it matches to to what you said. And uh, yeah, we like receivers that have special team capabilities because, as as we as we know, Dolphins are very good at special teams, and it makes a big big difference to to the way we are. So um, all good. Now before we before we tie this up, there's one receiver that we haven't mentioned that. A lot of eyes will be on, and we, and we talked about it before before we went on air. As John Mechie, none of us have got him in the top five. What's your reason why he's not in the top five? Is it because of who he's been behind and him having the responsibility of being number one? Yeah, I think so. Um, I've said uh, I said in the chat uh, a lot this week, and uh, Kieran disagrees. Massively, I'm sure you probably do as well. I think this is almost almost a transitional year for Alabama. I think they've got a lot of talent, young talent, but um, they've lost a lot of guys as well. So Mechie's obviously going to take that receiving call, which has had so much hype over the last two years, um, and kind of lift it on his shoulders with a lot of freshmen. And I think Jameson Williams, who's coming from Ohio State, I think, or is it Oklahoma, one of the two? Ohio um, State. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know whether he's wide receiver one, Material, I think, again, slot guy in my kind of projection is quick. Have I seen much like in terms of contested catch ability? No. Have I seen him like high pointing the ball a lot? Not really. I can, I can be sold large, I can, but I also want a year off from Alabama, so I'm, I'm not pushing the Alabama narrative. <laughs> I, I can't have him in my top five either because. I think he's good at a lot of things, like separation. He's got good speed, good hands. But I don't think he's great like the people he's been behind, like Waddle with his speed, 
Devontae Smith with his his uh, hands, Judy well rugs with his uh, with his speed, and Judy with just uh, the, the the polished wide receiver he was. They all had something about them that elevated them to that top top echelon, and they could all they, they all had sort of their their reason to be wide receiver one. Mech doesn't quite have that. There's just something about him that I just you just can't put your finger on. But it's going to be so interesting in that in that Bill O'Brien style offense. Because I think I don't think they're going to rely on him as much as the uh, Sarkeesian relied on the other uh, Baron wide receivers and how he spaced, how he got them so so wide open. And I think the defense will be carrying Alabama more this year than previous years because the offense was just so good the last last few years under Sark. It's going to be so interesting, and I'm happy to be proven wrong. But I think, yeah, it's him and Garrett Wilson. I've got in terms of the same level there's just the, the question mark on the unknown of being that top guy so we've mentioned him we'll, we'll, see, we'll see obviously what happens this year but it, it's definitely a, an interesting subplot to what happened for Alabama this year yeah cool exactly right. Great. So, that, was, that was fun man that was fun go on you wrap it up yeah so that, that's all from our uh, wide receiver wide receiver summer scouting pod obviously we've mentioned a lot of wide receivers today with a very different top five and where some of us have our top five guys, while others have different, either of us have a differing opinion. So yeah, hit us up on uh, the full ten yards college football Twitter account. And um, yeah, Andy, do you want to just give give a plug on your handle? Yeah, mate, uh, AJ Moore twenty one or Dolphin UK underscore pod if you want to talk dolphins. But yeah. Hit us up on the college football podcast, man. We, uh, I'm sorry, college football Twitter, man. We'd love some debate. Um, need to know who, what, why Garrett Wilson isn't in Raj's top five, and if he's in your top five as well. So let me know, man. Yeah, and for me, it's at the Garch. Um, and just, just one thing as well. We've got the draft guide out, and um, we're doing a, a competition. So if you uh, go onto our Full Ten Yards website or follow us through the Full Ten Yards College uh, account. If you get, you can get an entry for a free copy of our digital uh, uh, copy of our NFL draft guide just by signing up to an email, following and following and retweeting either on Instagram or Twitter, uh, subscribing to our YouTube and following us on Facebook. If you do that, you'll be in the draw for our free digital guide. I know me and Andy have contributed towards it, and it is I'm not going to boast about it, but it's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so if if you do that, then uh, you'll be in the draw and. Um, the draw should happen in the near future before the season starts. Um, so yeah, that's that's all from me, and um, we'll speak to you shortly. And uh, we might, me and Andy might be back for our tight end podcast soon. So keep your ears peeled. So uh, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to the full ten yards. Thank you for tuning into the full ten yards college football podcast. We have great information some great content for you guys. Keep on flying that flag.